Hello, and welcome to our Lighthouse podcast. We hope that this message brings inspiration and intent to your day. It is just wonderful to be here with you. It really is. We, we don't just say that because it's the polite thing to say, but we haven't been able to come back to Australia for the last two years. And every time we come, you know, we usually get back home um, every 12 months because that's how we stay sane living in England and living in Europe. Uh, it is a very different place to live in when you come from such a beautiful land as Australia. And every time we come back to Wollongong because you're our friends and we love being here and we have absolutely missed um, seeing you and, you know, wondering what's been going on back here. So it's fabulous to be here with you this morning. And we've been here the last week and we were here last Sunday and really enjoyed what God is doing here in Wollongong and here at Lighthouse. What an incredible church you are. And sometimes you don't know that because you're here, but when you get to travel around and see what God is doing, this is one of our favourite places to be because you are really following the heart of God in your community and it's so exciting to see what a difference you are making and you are making an incredible difference. So what an amazing topic you've been talking about this last couple of weeks. Elise was saying that, you know, people had actually asked to hear a little bit more about how to hear the voice of God for 2022. That was one of the things that people were saying they'd like to know more about it and, and what a great topic. Uh, what a beautiful thing to start you with. God, I want to hear a little bit more about you. And so this morning, how to hear his voice, we're going to talk about what does prayer look like when you're listening to God? How, how do we actually hear the voice of God? How, how does that work in the life of a believer. And so I just thought in general, what does listening actually look like? I know some people in trying to pursue a relationship with God who you can't see, you can't necessarily hear and it's not an actual person in front of you, you know, will ask that question, how do I hear the voice of God? But we all know that having, you know, this uh, relationship with God is about speaking to him and listening to him and I actually think it's no different in terms of having a relationship with an ordinary person. Listening is not necessarily the best thing that we do in terms of naturally. And being a good listener is a very helpful thing in any relationship. Knowing what the voice of God sounds like is important. And listening to a familiar voice is helpful. I know this week... Um, I got a phone call from somebody and as soon as I picked up the phone, I didn't know what their, who it was. I didn't recognise their voice and the first thing that goes into my brain is, uh, well, I really don't want to talk to you. I don't know who you are. And I didn't want to talk to them because they were trying to sell me something and, you know, it was one of those uh, phone calls and unfamiliar voices that you think, yeah, forget, forget that. I don't want to talk to you and it's, it's no different with listening to God or listening to another person, when you know them a little bit, when you know their voice, you actually want to listen. I don't know if you've ever been in the situation where, and it happens in church sometimes, and let's hope it's not happening this morning, but there's a voice going on and you know there's a voice. You can actually hear the voice, but you have no idea what they've said. And you're not actually listening I mean, like, that never happens in, in our relationships, does it? 
never happens in a marriage relationship. <laughs> Where there's this voice going on and on. It's like this. That, that's never my husband. But, you know, that, it's like. Or if you're a parent <laughs> and the children. And you have this capacity to block it out. Right, that you know, you can, you can hear it, your voice is picking up the sound, but you have absolutely no idea what is being said. It's, it's actually a great skill for parents, isn't it? Because you actually need to develop that skill. I notice for people who aren't parents, how distracted sometimes they get with loud noises, but parents don't even hear it. It's like there's a, there's a certain sound that you attune your voice to when you know your children are in trouble, but apart from that, it's just like whatever, I can't, I can't hear it. And you actually have to focus on listening to people. It's not that natural or easy. I've been in a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody before, having coffee with somebody, and they've been talking and I've got distracted by something and, and I've thought to myself, I actually don't know what they've just said. How does that happen? It's weird. But that is the way we work. And so listening to God is no different. Hearing the voice of God is no different. It takes time to get to know him. It takes time to understand what his voice sounds like and to want to hear that voice. And it takes absolute focus and determination. I am going to listen. I'm going to actually concentrate to hear the voice of God. And so when we're praying and coming, coming before God and, and wanting to hear from him, it does take concentration. It does take focus. I want to have a look at a passage of scripture this morning, and this is one of my favourites. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 25, and I'm sure you're very familiar with it. It's, it comes after Jesus has sent out his 12 disciples. He sent them out to go and do a whole lot of ministry, and they've come back, and there's all this discussion about you know, ministering to people and people's lives changing and hearing the gospel and how people respond. And he, he, you know, Jesus talks about people who aren't listening. They hear the good news and they don't want to listen. And he goes through, you know, a whole lot of really interesting stuff. And then he finishes off with this beautiful passage. Then Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give is light. Now to me that's one of the best evangelistic passages that exists in the Bible right now. Like, in all that we've been through, does that not sound incredibly attractive? That I would live my entire life with that sense of peace and rest. That I would walk a walk where the burden is actually light. In this insane world where people are struggling with depression and anxiety and stress and fear and, and that's, that's people of faith and, and people without faith, that's everybody. This is a pretty cool promise that Jesus makes to humanity. 
but I love what he says in there. Uh, that li- There's just a, a little bit in that sentence, take my yoke upon you. And he says, let me teach you. And there's, there's the key. There's a let, let him speak to you. Take some time to listen to him. Have you ever been stalked by anybody? <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite an uncomfortable feeling. I mean, so I had once upon a time this woman in a, you know, church. It was actually in England and she kind of just, she was a special needs lady and she kind of latched on to me. I don't know why. I'm, I, you know, I'm not, I don't have a big mercy gift. <laughs> and uh, I'm not the most pastoral people, but she latched onto me and she would be texting me all the time and she would be trying to message me all the time and always at church she'd make a beeline for me to come and talk to me. And then one day she congratulated me on my wedding anniversary, which completely freaked me out because it's like, how on earth did you find out when my wedding anniversary is? She must have gone through Facebook. I don't know. And then, you know, one day I was dropping my kids off at, at school and I looked out and she, her face was right in my, uh, in the window of the car just saying hi. And I like was scared and frightened in terms of, oh my goodness, what are you doing here? And, and I remember feeling so uncomfortable about her wanting and really pushing to have this relationship with me. And the fact is, I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to help her, that eventually she was going to get upset with me because I'm just not that pastoral. So I was worried about that as well. But sometimes I wonder if that's how God is. Is he constantly trying to have this relationship with us? Is he constantly trying to speak to us? And for us, it's like, uh, not giving him the time, not thinking that he's got anything to say to us, just getting on with our life and being busy. You know, that woman, she's a part of our church today and her son is actually now our foster son today and he is one of the most significant young leaders in our church and how wrong we can be sometimes in in how we feel about people and how we respond to people and sometimes you know what we're expecting from God and how we listen to God and what we think he's thinking about us stops us from listening to him. So what does listening to God look like? After I'd been in England for three years and, you know, just doing some ministry in a church, I'd had a few failures, I'd had a few disappointments, and I got to the point where I didn't really know what to do with my life, and it, it, it humbled me. I got to a point where, God, I, I, I don't know what to do here, I don't know what you want, I'm lost, There's, you know, I'm disappointed, there, there are mistakes, I'm stressed, I, I don't know what to do. And in that point of being humbled by my circumstances, I sat down and said, okay, so I clearly don't know what I thought I knew and clearly I need some help to do this next season in a foreign land. And as soon as I humbled myself and sat down and asked God to actually help me and admitted I don't really know what to do, man, did he speak so loudly And so clearly, when circumstances humble us, it's, it's, you know, pain (laughs) that often humbles us. 
But when you get to that point of being humble before God, it's so easy to hear his voice. And so all these years on, my recommendation to myself and to all of us here is just be humble from the beginning. Don't wait for circumstances to humble you. It's much easier if we can just live this life as as a follower of Christ or live this life recognising I actually don't know everything and what I think to do might not be the right thing to do and and maybe if I stop and listen to God, I really will get some wisdom because this ministry that that I have pursued for the last five years has been the most stress-free, fruitful, enjoyable, easy ministry I have ever done in my life. And it started with this, listening to God. And I actually had to stop myself to listen to him. And he spoke to me, first of all, through the the Bible. And I know that, you know, you've been talking about that, the value of reading the Bible. But hearing the voice of God through reading his word is the easiest way to hear what he's got to say. And I just felt, go, go to the book of Acts and have a look what I did when I started a church. And he's just started to speak to me and I started to see things that I had never seen before. The Bible, it is the best tool that we have for hearing and listening to God and you want to make some time in your world to read the word because understanding who he is, knowing what his voice is going to sound like, knowing out of all the voices, as Elise said, the noise, the noise in our heads and in our world, knowing which one is the voice of God, it comes through reading the Bible and understanding what he's actually saying there and it's crucial for listening to God. And if you're not enthusiastic about reading the Bible, which is not unusual, Find somebody who is and have a coffee with them and let them inspire you and walk you through how to read the Word of God because it is an incredible book. But if we want to listen and hear what God is saying to us, it's almost impossible without knowing what he's had to say in his book. It's crucial and it's something that we want to create a great habit about. When it comes to reading the Word of God, I know one of the things that I often feel is if I don't get it done in the day or whatever whatever I've set for myself to read, I then start to feel guilty and I start to feel bad and I think I'm a bad Christian and I lose lose sight of, you know, why I'm reading it and I tend to read it even less because I feel guilty. And it's just, it's such a crazy way to think. I think like a crazy woman often. And sometimes when I stop and think, why are you thinking that way? You know the latest James Bond movie that came out? Well, Steve and I, we always go and see the latest James Bond movie, not because they're the best movies in the world, but it's just what you do and we enjoy them. We have low expectations of what you're going to see. It's just a James Bond movie, right? And expect it to be whatever, creatively dynamic. I don't know. But we always like to go and see it. And this time round, we missed it. For, for some reason, we just didn't get the chance to, to go and see it. And that's something that I wanted to do. That's something that we thought we should do. That's something that we would enjoy doing. We never got to do it. And I spend no time feeling guilty about that. Right? It's, I'm, I'm sad. Not that sad. Right? I, I didn't get to see it. And reading the Word of God, is, it's like that as well. It's not like, oh, you know, I didn't do it. Oh, it's bad. I'm bad. I'm a terrible Christian. It's about, I I know if I read this, I'm going to get something rich and deep out of it. And I want to do it. I know I want to do it. 
And I love God and that's why I want to do it. That's the motivation. And when you're so busy and stuff goes on and you don't get to do it, it's okay. But you still remind yourself, I really want to do that. I've got to get there. Because when, when you're not feeling guilty or bad about it, the chances of you getting back to it are much higher. And it doesn't make sense to feel bad or guilty about it because Jesus, he's humble and he's gentle. He's not actually the one making you feel guilty. That's not who he is. He's made a way for us to not have to feel guilty about that kind of stuff. The other thing I would say about reading the Bible is try and read it systematically. Because sometimes we choose what we want to read. And when you read it systematically, going through a process, then you take your hands off what you might read that day. Because that then says, God, you choose what I'm going to read today. And we, you know, hand it over a little bit more rather than us always determining what I'm going to read and what I like. But reading the Word of God is the best way to hear his voice, to get clarity and to get confirmation for his voice. And it's like his voice jumps out of the page at you as you ask him to speak to you through his word. It's quite a supernatural experience for every person of faith and even people who have never read the Bible before. Have a look at it because it's an incredible book, the world's biggest selling book, the most read book in the world. It's worth knowing what's in there. The other way that the voice of God comes to us and, and when we're praying and, and asking him to speak to us is conviction. This is my favourite one. This is the one that stops me from being the crazy woman on the outside that I am on the inside. <laughs> the, the conviction, that the voice of God that says, mm, that's maybe not such a good thing to do. Maybe there's a better way of thinking. Maybe that's going to hurt others. Maybe that's going to hurt you. And there's just this sense, it's that conscience thing in us where there's just sometimes you're thinking something or you're going to do something and there's this, this voice. It's, it's Sometimes for me it's quite loud. Sometimes it's actually more subtle. But there's just this, yeah, that's not going to be helpful. And that voice has rescued me in life countless, countless times. I remember there was a a lady um, in my daughter's ballet school. Our our daughter, when she was young, was an elite ballet dancer. She did full-time dancing and so I was often there waiting for her to do classes and there were other mothers there, of course, and there was one mother who would come and talk to me and she just talked about her daughter constantly, right? My daughter's the best, my daughter's this, and I didn't really like this woman because she was just going on and on and on. You never feel like that, right? There's no one that you ever feel like that. But I told you, I'm a crazy woman. I'm sitting there, you know, this minister of the gospel, getting quite annoyed by this woman. And so, you know, in in different events, I would make a beeline to avoid her because I knew she was going to come and talk and tell me how wonderful her daughter was. Actually, between you and me, our daughter was way better. She had way more medal. <laughs> anyway, so this went on and I'd be avoiding her. But she kept coming and chatting to me. And then one day I heard this voice. Of course, it wasn't my voice. Said, I really love this woman. And maybe you could give her some attention. Really? I don't like this woman. But I started to let her keep speaking to me and so eventually I said, 
you know, she asked me about church. And so, you know, oh, well, yeah, we, we have a church. Why don't you come to our church if you must? <laughs> um, <laughs> and let me tell you, she did come to church and her whole family got, you know, they, they became Christians and were regular attenders at our church and, and her daughter found faith and thank God for the conviction of the Holy Spirit, I say, because there's nothing more enjoyable than people finding faith for us and for me, for, for us as ministers, right? And I, I would have missed that, listening to myself and not hearing the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that's what it sounds like. And I didn't welcome the conviction of the Holy Spirit to rescue you and protect you from yourself and help you follow what God has for your life because what he has is always fruitful and fulfilling. Yes, challenging sometimes, but fulfilling. The other thing that the voice of God sounds like is giving courage and giving confidence and that confirmation about what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. And, and, and I find it hard to live life without that. There's lots of things that we have to pursue throughout the week in our life and in our world, in our, our jobs, in our relationships. And you just need some courage, right? You just need some, some confidence. And sitting down and listening to God and talking to him, but then listening, you start to hear the courage and, and the confidence in who you are and what he can actually do through you and in you and it's such a beautiful thing and if ever there was a time for that need for courage and confidence facing 2022 don't we need that don't don't we need to listen and hear the confidence that comes only from God from the Holy Spirit who lives within us it's the most beautiful thing I'd encourage you to sit down and receive his courage and his confidence as we go through this year. He speaks through his word to us. Sometimes he speaks through other people to us. I know there have been times when I've been praying and praying with other people and somebody has come in and said, this is what God wants to say to you. And to listen to those people, not necessarily even the most what we would consider spiritual people, but just people hearing from God to speak into our lives, to listen to that is beautiful. He speaks to us through our life situations. I know often when I'm, sometimes I might just be watching TV, I might be seeing an advert on television. Sometimes I'm just having a conversation with somebody in a coffee shop or or I'm just watching the world go around and, and just this voice speaks and you see something that you never saw before. And it's that focus and that concentration saying, God, I want to hear you speak to me. I think he's speaking to us all the time. I do. I think he's got something to say to us all the time to help us. It's about a relationship. And when you're with someone, you talk to them and they talk to you. So the antennas, are they up to hear what he has to say? And he speaks to us in that inner voice that we can check. Is that him or somebody else? 
we can check on the Bible. We can check with somebody who's familiar with his voice. Matthew 6, verse 32 says this. So don't worry about these things. Jesus has been talking about all the worries of the world. What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows your needs. He says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and He will give you everything you need. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Sometimes when we want to hear from God, we're asking Him about our everyday problems constantly and and that's what we want to know about. But actually, what He says to us is, I've got all that in hand. And that's, that, that's the challenge of being a person of faith. That's, that's the challenge of walking a walk with God. It's like you let go of having to manage and worry about your own life. Sometimes when we're asking God about all these little bits and pieces, He hasn't got a lot to say because He's got it all in order. Parents do not have to be reminded by their children to make dinner for them that night. Mum, remember to take me to school in the morning. Mum, please remember to get my dinner ready. Mum, please make sure you pick me up from school. Mum, have you got my school uniform sorted? I mean, that's not how it works. Good parents know exactly what their children need and our Heavenly Father knows what we need and sometimes if you're wondering why can't I hear from you God I want to hear from you this year sometimes you're asking him questions that he's already answered and God in control and if if we would be people that trust in him say okay I'm not going to ask you about that anymore I know you've got that in control I know you are my provider I know you are my strength I know you are sorting out my family I know you have all the things that I need in this world sorted and what you want from me is to seek first your kingdom and live righteously In other words, use who you are to reach other people with the message that Jesus has for them. That's what seeking His Kingdom is all about. That's what He wants of every single one of us. And when we start asking questions about that, my, 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 does He speak. The neighbour next door that you know has issues, when you start asking God about answers for them, you'll be surprised how clearly you hear His voice. The person in your workplace, your family members who are struggling. If we put that first, the listening is so much easier. And also, 
the side effect of that is that it releases God to really look after all the stuff that we want to hear about in our own personal lives. It's not that our own personal lives don't matter. Oh, they do. It's that He's got them in control and trusting Him. And as we let go and say, God, speak to me about that person that I see walking past every day. God, speak to me about my, my friend who doesn't understand how much you love them. God, God, speak to me about that annoying neighbour. God, speak to me about that person that I work with that is not easy to work with. Speak to me about my boss. Speak to me about my family. Speak to me so that I can be your vessel. Hearing the voice of God is easy when we're actually asking the questions He wants to answer. He is speaking all the time. I love this song so much. Lead me with your love to those around me. And that being our motivation, as we focus to want to listen to God, His voice is clear and easy to hear. And all the stuff that we're anxious about, He's got His hand on and He fixes what needs to be fixed, restores what needs to be restored, heals what needs to be healed, provides what needs to be provided. You want to hear God. Listen for what He has to say to the people around you, through you. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us at adifferentlight.com.au or join us at one of our Sunday gatherings.